Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fear the Queer, a show that talks about everything on the queer agenda. I am Josh, and I am yet again joined today by our special guest host, Jill Conkle of Diving Board Pod. Welcome back, Jill. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, as always. Very excited to just get into this for mm-hmm. another week of Fear the Queer. I will have to say, I just... Uh, wrapped up with your uh, Pam and Tommy episode last week. I was so shocked because I didn't really know much about the Pam and Tommy scandal. And I just have to say, for those of you who are listening to Fear the Queer, go over to Diving Board Podcast right now and check out the Pam and Tommy episode, episode three. It's wild. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. That was, see, like I always knew about it as a kid too, but I didn't know the ins and outs of everything that went down, obviously. I knew a tape got stolen, but I didn't know the full backstory. And I think it's a good um, supplement to the Hulu series because that Hulu series, I have mixed views on it just because like it started off really nicely and I was really into it, but I feel like it didn't have to be eight episodes and the last four, I feel like it really did not follow the story very closely. So it was a lot of stuff that they just kind of made up. So I'm like, why do we need four more episodes of stuff that you kind of just created on your own? <laughs> um, but right. uh you know, but it's, I think it's good because if you watch the, the Hulu series, it's a good kind of being like, okay, this is exactly what happened or, you know, what we have on record as happening because Pam and Tommy kind of keep quiet about a lot of it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we only have a couple people giving us the story. So we're kind of relying on their um, account of it, but super interesting. Thank you so much for the plug. I yeah. really appreciate it. And so- yeah. Um, so you're saying that your podcast actually is more reliable than the Hulu series, basically. Um, 100 million percent. Because <laughs> I, I, like, there's, there's certain things in the Hulu series. And I mean, I feel like that's with anything. Because I honestly, in the first three episodes, I've kind of picked apart the Bling Ring movie, I, Tanya, and um, Pam and Tommy. And of course, like when you're making a movie or a series, you have to cr- take some creative liberty in sure. some parts. But... I think making up a lot of things isn't the way to go about it because we live in an age where we can Google everything and there is no any content to back up some of the stuff in Pam and Tommy that they showed. So um, interesting. definitely, I think diving board, I try to go chronologically, which I think a lot of shows or movies don't really like to do that. They like to jump around when I definitely like things in a proper timeline. So Diving Board will give you that. Yes. So go over there right now to Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcast and make sure to check out Diving Board Pod. Yes. Thank you. And Fear the Queer gave gave such a great review of it. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that on Apple Podcasts. I was delighted to read that. So thank you. Thank you. Well, on today's episode, Jill and I are going to be doing another episode of It's My Opinion! But Jill came up with a brilliant idea. Now, being someone who I consider myself to be getting (laughs) a little out of touch with reality, maybe it's just the delusion (laughs) here, (laughs) Um, Jill mentioned that we should be doing an episode of It's My Opinion, but the Chugi edition, which 
I'm just going to say right here and now, I was a little confused on what she meant by that. I'm not as hip as Jill is. <laughs> no, you're just not, uh, you're just not a slave to TikTok like I am. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Right. Um, so we are going to be doing that. But before we get into the queer agenda, we are going to do a quick warm up session of Can You Keep Up? In which we talk about all the hot gossip of this week and basically give our reviews of do we fear this or do we queer this? So, Jill, are you ready to give your hot takes on literally everything that we want to talk about? Oh, you know, I was born ready. This is what <laughs> put on the earth to do is <laughs> to give my opinion. Right. All right. So for those of you who may not know, Florida, the state of Florida has recently come under fire for the highly controversial Don't Say Gay Bill, which has already passed both in the Florida House and Senate and is currently waiting approval from Governor Ron DeSantis. Um, It's a very problematic bill because this bill actually prohibits Florida public school districts from encouraging classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity for all the way from kindergarten to grade three. So in other words, it cannot be discussed on any level between, you know, five and what is that, like eight or nine? Yeah. yeah. Um, And it also allows parents and teachers to sue any school district if they believe that this policy is violated. Now, you know, the bill is under the guise of trying to be like, well, we're trying to protect the children. We're not trying to, you know, force any gaslighting agenda on them of like what they should believe and stuff like that. Um, But Obviously, the queer community is just like, um, fuck that. You're trying to basically just stifle us in another way at any possibility. Um, so it has already caused a huge firestorm. Um, Disney actually has been called out recently because Disney mm-hmm. has been um, putting money in the um, campaign for Ron DeSantis, if that's correct. Yes. Yeah. That is correct. And, yeah, and um, when they were called on it, called out on it, they were silent about it for a while. Um, Jill, I just have to say, I know you're gonna have a lot to say here, so just go off. (laughs) Well, first and foremost, kind of going off of the Disney anecdote about them donating money to the campaigns. This is a, a topic where, or this is an example where as a consumer, it's really important that you do your research of the companies and the organizations that you are giving money to. Now, the thing with Disney, in the event that if you were going to give them the benefit of the doubt on this particular politician, this is an example where they need to research where they are giving money to and who they are supporting. I mean, a lot of my job, I handle a lot of um, the corporate social responsibility and community investment at my company, and I manage the employee gift matching program. And that's where if an employee makes a donation to an organization and they're eligible, we will match the gift dollar for dollar. And a lot of times when um, I am researching the organizations that are donated to, because I need to make sure that these organizations are in line with our non-discrimination policy, which encompasses, you know, protection of gender identity, expression, transgender, LGBTQ+, and I need to make sure that these organizations are also in line if we're going to be making a donation to them. And you would be surprised, so many major organizations do not protect 
the characteristic of gender identity and expression in their non-discrimination policy. And I give them the benefit of the doubt by messaging them and asking, well, would you consider updating your policy? And there are some organizations who definitely work to update it, but there are some organizations who literally decline me and say, we're not going to accept your donation if it's under the stipulation that we have to update this policy. And in 2022, I feel like that is just abysmal that yeah. you would not you would not be protecting your workers, your volunteers, your clients, and you could legally discriminate against a transgendered individual or a queer individual. So that is something if you are being philanthropic and you're donating your money you're donating your time please research these organizations so that they're not a lot of times their non-discrimination policy is on their website or you could quickly email them for it do your research because you need to know who you are supporting mm -hmm. especially when your support your monetary support is probably the biggest impact you can have on an organization and you need to know that your money is going to support proper or they're all inclusive organizations and so many aren't and i won't name names i could name names <laughs> um a different time maybe on a patreon behind a paywall <laughs> i was um, like we don't want to get like killed here <laughs> exactly exactly but um, that's the thing with Disney. I mean, if I were to give them the benefit of the doubt and they didn't know what they were donating to, then you need to stop those donations right away. And if you mm -hmm. did know what you were donating to, that is a horrible situation because Disney panders a lot now to the gay community. There's pins of Mickey in rainbow. You could get Mickey ears that are rainbow. There's a gay day. So if you are supporting that's you need to make sure that you're you're practicing what you're preaching oh 1000 i am 1000 guilty of buying one of those stupid like rainbow mickey ear hats I'm saying, <laughs> so I'm like, i have a i have an enamel pin and it's mickey of rainbow right. and you know if you're going to back that up and make it seem like you're supportive then put your money where your mouth is because mm -hmm. right now the money is in a really really bad situation and the fact that, you know, it, especially with like, don't say gay and everything. I mean, yeah. like there are kids who know right away that they're straight and there's kids who know right away that maybe something is different. Maybe I, I am attracted to the same sex. Maybe I'm not attracted to anyone at all. And it's not fair to make it seem like, I mean, kids are very sophisticated, especially now. And I think- mm -hmm stifling what children think or how they feel is really, really dangerous. When I think it's, it's definitely selling children short when they are very, very intelligent. And, you know, we could learn a lot from children. Oh, yeah. Well, and plus the counter argument against that is that heteronormativity is like sold onto children immediately, like right. from birth, you know, like when you look at baby clothes alone, where it's just like, blue is for boys, pink is for girls or you have like little slogans that say like daddy's little heartbreaker or you know something like that you are sexualizing these heteronormative children from day one oh, yeah. and there's there's no issue with that disney another example you see children's movies where straight couples like hook up all the time where they kiss mm -hmm. and fall in love and everything and that's promoted like it's no big deal so 
they're trying to argue that it's like, oh, like we just don't want them to think one way or another. We want them to not feel like they'd be pressured to be queer. It's like, no, actually you just want to stifle the queer community because that way you can push your heteronormative agenda even further, in my opinion. Right. And nobody is, and in, in that pressure to be queer, nobody is going to be attracted to somebody because they forced themselves to do it. I mean, right. deep down, you know if you're sexually attracted to someone or not. It's kind of just like an animalistic feeling that we all have and an instinct of, oh, I'm attracted to that person. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, I think if you're stifling yourself, if if you are queer and you're struggling with that and you're forcing yourself to, quote, be straight or, you know, be attracted to the opposite sex, you know deep down that you're not. It's, right. It's so it's like I I, the pressure to be queer. It's so silly. And it's coming from someone who clearly does not understand a queer lifestyle and, you know, Mm -hmm. the the journey of being a queer person. Exactly. One thousand percent. So to anybody, I don't know know if we have any Florida listeners, uh, to anybody who is from Florida, who is queer, who is listening to this podcast, just know that Jill and I support you one thousand percent. Absolutely. Yeah. And for the those who are listening to the podcast, just make sure that you are paying very close attention to what you're doing, like Jill said. Um, especially, I will say, during Pride Month, because all these corporations certainly love to come out on June 1st and say, happy Pride, y'all. But do they really mean it? Right. Is it just used to sell um, sell products? And, mm-hmm. you know, we will say gay until the cows come home. So don't, <laughs> right. ever, don't ever tell us don't say gay because right. we will always say it. Right. I was going to say, we'll be screaming it from the rooftops here. You cannot silence yes. us. Yeah. And if, and if you are a queer youth and you need anyone to talk to, please slide into our DMs. And exactly. we yeah. would be happy to just be a lending ear or help in any way possible. 1000%. Um, obviously, Jill... I feel like it's pretty easy to say, but you know, I fear this. <laughs> I'm assuming oh. you probably do too. Yeah. I am terrified of it. So definitely yeah. I fear it. Yeah. It's two thumb downs from us, bro. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's a no yeah. from us, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. moving on to the next topic of the week, Jesse Smollett. Oh, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, it's like um, uh, like inhaling the cigarette. Haven't heard that name in years. Right? <laughs> did you ever watch Empire? I never did. Um, but I, when I was in college, and then my office was downtown for a couple of years, so I would definitely be like having to work around the set of it, mm. or like when they close off roads and stuff. But mm-hmm. I never watched the show. I mean, I always heard good things though. It was, I mean, it was fun for like the first couple of seasons. I mean, it's just basically like this trashy drama that includes like elements of like glee and then like a soap opera. It was fun. But yeah, that does sound fun. Yeah. But uh, Jesse Small obviously has <laughs> been very controversial figure ever since 2019 when he had falsely reported a hate crime to the Chicago PD. Um, he had hired two extras from the set of Empire to stage a hate crime on him, um, which included pouring bleach on him, wrapping a noose around his neck, and screaming out, it's mega country, before they ran away. And right. they it was an elaborate scheme where Jussie 
figure out a spot to do it in front of a camera so that way it was captured on film um but apparently he's not very good at doing this because the brothers had receipts of purchasing like the rope and the bleach from a local hardware store here in ravenswood <laughs> um but anyway uh he was found guilty of falsely reporting a hate crime and has been sentenced to 150 days in cook county jail and two and a half years of probation um after the verdict i don't know if you saw the clip joe but there is yeah there's this very like unhinged moment where jesse just kind of claims his innocence to the judge and he keeps repeating that he's not suicidal i'm not suicidal judge and if i were to die in jail it wasn't because of my own merit which i'm just like and i, I don't thought know it's funny because jesse he starts he goes i just want to say one thing i am not suicidal and the judge just goes okay <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and then he stands up and you know he pulls his mask down he goes i repeat i am not suicidal and what he's alluding to obviously is you know jeffrey epstein committing suicide quote unquote um mm -hmm. jeffrey epstein did not commit suicide but that's what we have on paper um and uh aaron hernandez as well which i don't really I can't really tell with Aaron if that was a suicide or not, but said, you know, if I, if something happens to me in jail, I did not do it. Um, mm. I think this is another example of Jesse's kind of delusions of grandeur or just kind of his thought process where it's like, dude, I hate to say it, but like, no one really you're, you're not an A-list celebrity like this no. kind of put you on the map in, in, in all the wrong way. ways yeah <laughs> exactly and it's like i don't really i think you're gonna do your time what is that full like four and a half months and you're probably gonna get made fun of in the cook county jail and um you know it it, it none of, i i i might eat these words but nothing is going to happen right i was nothing gonna say like it's going to happen I know. I was going to say, like, yeah, maybe we could be wrong in this situation, but I can't imagine anyone wanting to go out of their way to kill Jesse Smollett. Like, right. it's, not like they, it's not like they have some, like, deep underground knowledge of, like, you know, this underground ring that's happening, like, you know, Epstein. Exactly. We're, like, the like biggest people in America, like the Clintons and the Trumps right. and everything, and, and, like, the British monarchy are on the list. Right. Um, and... That's the thing too, like in Cook County, you know, there's obviously different, I mean, if, if you're on those types of things in prison happen when you're serving life where the other prisoners don't really have anything to lose because they're already spending life in prison. So it's like, if I kill this person, cause I hate them, it, it really doesn't matter at this point. Right. Exactly. Um, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in here for the rest of my life anyway. And Jesse is not going to be with lifers. No. So it's, um, it's just, you know, it's, it's silly. It's, it's honestly interesting because my old office, I used to see the prisoners when they were on rec time, like, uh, on, um, like playing oh, basketball right. and stuff. Uh -huh. So it's like, I used to see Jesse when he was filming empire and now I'll, I, now you can see him on <laughs> From a different the side. Jail, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I will say it's one of those things. I mean, this is such a horrible, horrible, horrible situation because it, and it really did prey on the fears of Black Americans and 
LGBTQ plus um, Americans. Mm -hmm. And especially in a city where in Chicago, where I feel like it's, it's a very liberal city and it's not, um, you know, especially where he was um, in, in Streeterville, it's, it's not a unsafe environment where people are going to, it's not like, and I don't want to offend anyone, but it's not like the middle of Kentucky or the middle of Arkansas or something like we're in Chicago, Illinois. And to, for people to be afraid to go out in a very liberal city is honestly really upsetting because it really Mm -hmm. did prey on the fears of a lot of people. And this was a huge hate crime. And then the, this is MAGA country. I think, I feel like it, it almost downplays, it almost gives MAGA ammunition too, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you tried to make us look bad, but it, you were faking it the entire time. So right. it's it's just upsetting all around. I don't understand his motives at all. I just, I don't get it. Right. The main, I mean, a lot of people are saying that the main reason why he did it is because he was unhappy with his pay on empire which i'm just like dude just ask for a raise like what is this elaborate right. scheme that right. you know oh god and, but yeah i mean you're and abs- they show they show the apartment that he was staying in in streeterville and mm-hmm. he was doing well i mean i get that you might be unhappy with the pay comparatively but you were in a luxury apartment in one of the most expensive neighborhoods in chicago so right uh, you know you didn't have to stage this elaborate scheme and no. Yeah. Well, and yeah, exactly. Because like you said, it just preyed on the fears of what a lot of people were going through in 2019, mm-hmm. especially considering the fact that, you know, election year is right around the corner, just like, oh, God, are we gonna have to face this for another four years? And I remember hearing the attack and I was just like, really? In Chicago? That's what I was so flabbergasted about. I and- think I was with you. I think I was with you when the news broke. Because yeah. I remember re- I remember reading it to you and you were like, holy shit. And then we were thinking like, and I'm, and we were like, where did that happen? And it was like right in front of like AMC River East mm-hmm. in Streeterville. And I'm like, what? Like it, we still were like, we couldn't believe that happened. I mean, we didn't think that he was faking it by any means, but we no. were shook because it just seemed it was just so such a jarring thing. Right, exactly. I was just like, I'm, we've gone to that amc river east many times and it's like i've never seen anything any situation like that so yeah i agree i was very flabbergasted and i mean it goes to show that it was just fake so (laughs) yeah and it's it's really really upsetting and i mean i'm happy that he's justice was served and it's Mm -hmm. but it's a shame because i feel like that could have scared a lot of and it probably did scare a lot of people um, because oh, yeah. that was a textbook hate crime. It was, you know, it, it, a, a noose was put around his neck. It was themes was of thrown a, on him. It, right. Yeah, it was themes of a lynching. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, just really, really not, not okay. And with the, this is MAGA country. I mean, MAGA does enough bad things on its own that we don't need to be giving them ammunition ammunition. yeah it's like look like you made this story up and yeah like i i do get where they're coming from because it's like you really did try to throw us under the bus with this huge huge hate crime and right and you were making it up the entire time 
So and it's, it's all because you just yeah. wanted more money at the end of yeah. the day. That's all you wanted. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. yeah. But so you needless know, to say, we fear time. this too, I'm sure, right? <laughs> I definitely fear it. And um I you know, I he'll do his time and I like I said, stay safe. And mm-hmm. but I do think he's he definitely thinks he's more important than he is. Yes. Well, that's the thing too. Like it's crazy to me because I watch Empire and I mean, Jesse is one of the main characters, but like you obviously watch it for Terrence Howard and Taraji P. Henson. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah, it's like, girl, no offense, but like know your place here. Like, exactly. It just says what it was. Yeah. Um, But before we move on to the heart of our queer agenda here, um, I know we just talked a lot about the hot topics of this week here, but what we haven't mentioned yet is Adele Weiss performing in Charlie's Survivor Week 2 Comedy Challenge yet. So I do think that it's now a great time to segue into I'm a Survivor, in which we talk all about the performance of Adele, her runway, her performance, and the outcome. Jill, are you ready to spill the deets here (laughs) um yes i'm i'm ready to dive in like you said the theme of the week was a comedy challenge with the runway challenge being ruffles uh some really funny performances um some i mean i have a very strange sense of humor so some i didn't find funny because i didn't I just, I don't know. I just didn't find them funny. But Mm -hmm. there were also some that were really, really funny. I will say the drag kings this season have been killing it. Your uncle and Spank Knightley, incredible. So funny. So clever. They have just been bringing it this season and love to see it. They were hilarious. So Um, good. Um, So funny. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say this is clear the season of the Kings because they yeah. have been like the last week and this week, it's clear, like, oh my god, they are ready to kill it. Um, but with Adele's performance, I actually thought that they did a really funny performance. Uh so basically, yeah. So basically Adele comes out um dressed like Tammy Faye Baker meets this local church mom of Michigan. <laughs> um Love and it. she was yeah, and she was the leader of the Christian United Moms Convention, also known as the Come Convention. Um, and she, <laughs> she, I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> she performed Christian bops like Rock, Rock Me, Sex Me, Jesus, and Make His Praise Glorious by Sandy Patty. Um, just felt like this lovely little church <laughs> in the middle of the Midwest. I was ready for like a casserole to be brought out at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think I think this week their comedy challenge actually made me laugh. And I do feel like Adele got a lot of tips. Don't you agree? Totally. People were living for it. When I was scanning the crowd, there were so many people who were smiling. There was one kid I saw who was like so eager to tip Adele. And it just like he kept trying to get her attention. So I would love to see it. And I mean, yeah, I have never enjoyed going to church that much in my life i i would still go if uh if sunday service was like that so right super super fun right if only we could only go to come conventions more often basically i know i know usually they're just in my apartment Um, (laughs) nice nice yeah well Um, actually here is a clip of adele vice performing so that way you can see it for yourselves here take a look 
crucify me, I have prepared another song that is still glorifying to our Lord. that beautiful bean footage (laughs) (laughs) i tried my hardest to record thank you very much (laughs) um moving on to the do you remember that commercial with bush's baked beans no (laughs) that's what he'd go he'd go roll that beautiful bean footage It would be like them them making the beans in the factory. I thought you said B footage, like B roll footage. Yeah, like B roll. I was like, damn. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But moving on to the runway of the week, uh, it was Ruffles on the runway. Um, And Adele Weiss just stunned with her interpretation of Adele Weiss meets Austin Powers meets Fembots. Um, They had this beautiful, like, wavy 60s wig, the ruffles all along their chest and their um, wrists. The Um, purple velvet. Purple purple velvet, velvet. the encrusted gold tooth. Yes. It was so clever. Mm -hmm. And especially since the theme was ruffles, we had a lot of um, performers dressed up as ruffles chips. Mm-hmm. Five, five of them dressed up as ruffles which it is a clever idea but apparently a lot of people thought it was a clever idea because a lot of people um dressed up as that so Adele was very original in her rendition and the way yes. she interpreted the challenge yes I was gonna say like at least what because you kind of make up a good point like oh like if it is a good idea or is it a good idea if everyone else thought the same thing? You know what I mean? Right. It's a bit of a low hanging fruit. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's clever and funny nonetheless, but a lot of people thought of it. Right. Uh, no, Adele definitely stood out in a great way because she didn't go along with the ruffles chips theme here. Um, so I thought she stood out well. Um, here's actually another clip of Adele rocking the runway. So that way you guys can see.
so after the runway, obviously we were totally enamored by Adele's just prowess on stage and we were super confident. And as they were telling each performer, like if they were safe or upper elimination or in the top, they were pushing people back and they had um, six people on stage left. And mm -hmm. I for sure thought, okay, Adele is on the top. That was just where, and that is totally unbiased as well. I just thought I was like, damn, Adele did her thing and she is totally in the top. So they, um, they were saying who was in the top, who was in the bottom. And like I said, I thought Adele would totally be in the top and they announced who was the top person or excuse me, who was the top performer of the week. And that was your uncle, our famous drag king of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And who was in the bottom was our main girl, Adele Vice, mm -hmm. And we were plucked. I was <laughs> so shook. The yeah. face crack, the face crack of the century. Oh, I, Millennium. <laughs> yes, a Millennium, um, the Backstreet Boys album. Right. And, uh, like, totally shook. So Adele had to lip sync for her life. And mm -hmm. she was up there. She was lip syncing with Spank Knightley. And who was Alexandria. unfairly put in the bottom, I will say. Yes, I know. I it, it's I, if there's some kind of like lock and key type thing, I don't really understand what they're doing this season, but yeah, it's really unfair because Spank Knightley has performed so well and they were put in the bottom twice because of the like lock and key thing. Right. Like they it's weird. Like the top person of the week has to choose a lock to put the key in. And if it matches, then you're in the bottom. And it just right. so happens that they were the one chosen each week, even though they did really well. Right. Um, so yeah, to know that they were up against Adele in the bottom, I was just like, like if my jaw could just like completely fall off my face at that point. Exactly. It was I was shook. And um, so Adele and Spank were uh we're lip syncing and then Alexandria brought on um, the top, uh, your uncle, and then brought on a few other performers to um, lip sync. And then they would be the deciding factor of who went home and who mm -hmm. was the winner of that lip sync was Holly Hazmat. And Holly Hazmat had the really, really tough responsibility of, who, of deciding who was going to go home. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, she made the decision to send our girl Adele packing. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, <laughs> no, dun, dun. Like I yeah. said, face yeah. pack of the century. We were, yeah. we were gooped. We were, we were gooped. We were gagged. It was funny because Adele actually came up to us after and they're like, I felt so bad because the look on all your faces, <laughs> like you guys yeah. felt worse than I did, which I mean... Uh, I was just shocked because in all honesty, I thought Adele did fantastic this week. And again, not trying to be unbiased, but I thought they did really well. Um, it was original. It was, it stood out from the crowd, especially her runway. Um, yeah. And who doesn't love, you know, maybe this is just my opinion, but like you said, some of the other comedy skits, I didn't really find that funny. So. Right. And I mean, sense of humor is, sub right. Um, sense of humor is subjective. So mm -hmm. maybe some people found it hilarious. Um, you know, there are some comedians, uh, AKA Amy Schumer, who I think is the farthest thing from funny, but people love them. So, yeah. um, you know, you just, you never, you never know. 
Um, so, you know, what can I say? It's right. As the way, in the words of my mom, that's the way the ball bounces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's unfortunate. Yeah. But, but I was going to say, but, you know, um, we've all talked to Adele. We've all showered her with our support here. Um, I thought you were going to say we all showered with her. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> No, it's um, Adele. We talked to Adele. She's fine. She's going on a little mini vacation right now to decompress here. Um, it sounds like she's going to be, you know, enjoying the high life in <laughs> her beautiful apartment in Uptown, just enjoying her time off. Um, yeah. yeah, no, she was ha- she was fine with it. She said that um, everyone came up to her and gave her so much love and support. And that's all we could really ask out of this very talented group of queens and kings like because to be real like everyone is really talented this group of girls and guys totally yeah um yes absolutely and we obviously were definitely sad to see Adele go but we love to watch her leave (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding And now to get into the heart of our queer agenda, we're doing another topic of it's my opinion. But in this case, we're going to do the Chugi edition, as Jill suggested. Yes. Um, Which, as I mentioned earlier, um, I wasn't 1000% familiar with the term. So maybe that makes me automatically Chugi. I don't know, Jill, what does that tell me what that means? (laughs) Okay, so Chugi, it's definitely a um, kind of term that's a little bit on the rise. It was actually, according to Google and Wikipedia, coined in 2013, but I I mean, I wasn't aware of it until like last year. So um, the term is commonly claimed to have been popularized popularized by Gen Z as a pejorative to describe lifestyle trends associated with the early 2010s and millennials. This aesthetic has been described as the opposite of trendy or trying too hard. So there are some things that are definitely objectively chuggy. So to give you an example, like how millennials, and I was never one of these millennials, but like they were obsessed with those minions from Despicable oh Me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like that is like unequivocally chuggy. Like yes. that's, that is the perfect example of chuggy. Another example would be like people who have signs that say live, laugh, love in their home. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very chuggy. Um, Victoria's Secret Pink. It definitely is. Oh, like um, wearing it in public chuggy. now. <laughs> yes, like definitely chuggy. Um, you know, that's kind of things that are objectively chuggy, but we okay. have other I have opinions on what is chuggy when I view it and of course this is not I don't want anyone to get their feelings hurt about this I don't think chuggy is a bad thing I am just saying like this stuff is played out this stuff is not trendy and this stuff kind of does show your age which is totally fine if you want to be like if if you want to stay and keep doing what you're doing 
totally fine. We're not. Um, yeah, all the more power to you, sweetie. <laughs> yes, it's. I'm just saying you are not on trend. If you were uh, participating, in you are gross. Uh, you should yeah. hate yourself. <laughs> yes, and if you're doing this, change immediately. Yeah. <laughs> this is your wake up call. Right. This is your intervention on fear the queer through Jill. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So what is your first example of what you think is chuggy? Okay. Um, and I know I mentioned this last week, so I'll go into it. I think something that is really chuggy is having a Facebook profile. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, <laughs> like, I just think having a Facebook, it's totally played out. It's definitely mm-hmm. for an older crowd. I would say, and I, I want this on a shirt and I will die on this hill. Mm-hmm. Um, boomers, boomers ruined Facebook. Yes. Um, Facebook used to be fun in, you know, when we were in high school and it kind of was a way I honestly, I always viewed Facebook as the more sophisticated MySpace. So, um, so like if you had a Facebook, I always thought it was very cool because it was like, you couldn't get on it at first. Like you needed a college email address. Gosh, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. Like I feel like we sound so old and we're only 30 years old because right. like things just things just change so quickly. But mm-hmm. you needed a college email address to have access to Facebook. So it wasn't as easy to get as a MySpace. So I always viewed Facebook as, like I said, more sophisticated. And right. once boomers got on it, they definitely ruined it. They um, you know, had to like I remember it was, remember when the meme, like a really popular meme was the Dosakis guy. And I like, I don't always, it was like, oh you know, like yeah. The Dosakis guy. And I remember one of the memes was, I don't always post a funny meme on Facebook, but when I do, it's ruined when an older relative comments on it. <laughs> it's like, it's so true. true? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so true. And I feel like they ruined it. And yes. I, um, I got off Facebook uh, in 2020 by the election. So uh, mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago. And because everyone was really annoying and I figured instead of deleting everyone, it was just easier to delete myself. So I deleted it and I have missed nothing on that. I don't, I, I don't feel like I've been out of the loop at all. I arguably feel like I'm more in the loop than people. So, and I'm yeah. not on Facebook um, and I just, I don't, um, I don't feel that I'm missing anything. It's interesting. I saw a TikTok from like, you know, this like new generation and mm-hmm. they were talking about like deleting social media. And they talked about like, I deleted my Instagram. I deleted my Twitter. And like, they didn't even talk about deleting Facebook because like they never had one to begin with because mm-hmm. like, it's so outdated. Out. Like this, right. yeah. Like this younger generation, like doesn't even think about Facebook. I know. So, and it's so crazy too. Like how well, one, I just have to say, I, I I think it's so crazy how like Facebook is now trying to become TikTok in a lot of ways because I still have one and I'll scroll through sometimes and I'll see like someone posting a reel from Instagram that Facebook owns that someone already did on TikTok a month ago. And you're just like, my God, like, it's just like. And, and that's why Instagram is low key becoming a little chuggy as well, because mm. I this is one of the biggest pet peeves that I have. Like 
people who refuse to download TikTok and think they're like too good for TikTok, but they will DM me reels that were popular on TikTok like a month or two ago. Like I saw this, this was a TikTok trend and you know how quickly trends go that like within mm-hmm. a week it's it's old and like it's almost nostalgic. And right. it, it's like, uh, you know, please, if you're sending me reels, most likely they're from TikTok and I already saw them like six weeks mm-hmm. ago. Just right. download TikTok. Just, I know you you think you're above it or whatever, but you're sending the same content that is on the app. So yes, the first thing I think is Facebook is chewy. Yeah, and to an extension, Instagram. Um, yeah. You know what's funny too? With TikTok, like I feel like when, and this is going to age me, but I remember like back when like Tumblr and Twitter were like, I mean, Twitter's still very popular, but like when Tumblr was big, I feel like- Miss it. Yeah, I feel like a meme lasted for about, like, maybe, like, three to four weeks, I would say. Like, people would Mm -hmm. just reuse, like, the same picture format over and over again. And now, like, I feel like with TikTok, like, a trend will happen, like, within two days. And with that, like, you just move on to the next one. So memes are becoming a little, like, outdated. I feel like like memes, especially, like, the memes that we grew up on, Mm -hmm. they lasted a while. Like, condescending Wonka. Or, you know, like just confuse um, Mr. Krabs. (laughs) Yeah, confuse Mr. Krabs. uh, Who is the kid like with the yearbook photo? And he had like, oh, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like we, we used those so much. And so, yes, I, um, that was, I mean, there are some iconic memes that just like will not go away. Like the like Taylor Armstrong cat meme, like her screaming at the cat. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> like that'll that's just, you know, iconic. But right. and I, that's some some will withstand trends, but most definitely are fleeting. Mm. Well, actually, I now think I'm gonna ask you your opinion on whether or not you think this is true gear or not, because I think I have an example based off of what okay. we're talking about here. Um, BuzzFeed. I think BuzzFeed oh, has uh, become one, chewy. One one million gazillion percent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I it, uh, yes, absolutely. Were you ever a BuzzFeed girl? Because I was on BuzzFeed like constantly in my early twenties. I, I was on BuzzFeed all the time, and I remember when I first graduated college, there was a Chicago office for BuzzFeed, and I tried so hard to get into BuzzFeed, and they did not take me. And I don't, I'm so happy. Like the universe protects you if you're a good person. So <laughs> I, um, I was not, and I'm not saying if you're, sometimes you just have bad luck, doesn't mean you're a bad person, but right. um, uh, Buzzfeed, I know they overworked people and they were way underpaid. So I'm happy that I was not hired, but um, yeah, I was huge Buzzfeed. Remember when we would always take Buzzfeed quizzes and like send them to each other? And it was like, uh, like what your personality is based off of like what fruit you pick. <laughs> yeah, right. Or like what pizza you like or whatever. Right. Um, and like we would take them as like the word of God. Be like, this is so true. Right. Um, like, yeah. I was actually, since you're off of Facebook, I can't really share this with you anymore, but I go through uh, the memories portal and it's always a fun time to just kind of go back and yes. laugh at yourself. But um, there was one time where I posted something from BuzzFeed where it's just like, your zodiac sign based off of Beyonce songs. And it's just like, oh they, yeah. And like the comments that I got from it, cause I shared it and posted on your wall. And like, it was like you, me, Kyle, we're just like, oh my God, that is so me. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. 
Yep. I remember you posting that and then other yes. people commenting on it. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I definitely remember that. That's like BuzzFeed though, totally now is super chuggy and the old, and it's funny because somebody had mentioned BuzzFeed to me a couple of weeks ago and I like forgot BuzzFeed existed because I feel like BuzzFeed relies on the Facebook timeline. Mm -hmm. Like I, since I deleted Facebook, I have not thought about BuzzFeed. So right. yes, super chuggy and yes, over. Yes. Damn, I was gonna say, yes. as I'm like quietly deleting the BuzzFeed app that I have saved on my phone. <laughs> BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed has an app? Yeah, BuzzFeed has an app. Oh, so I, I didn't know that. Totally, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm totally going to age myself here. But um, I downloaded it because I was dating, well, I am dating AJ, but they had the BuzzFeed app and they would share things with me. And the easiest thing to do is to share it with each other on the BuzzFeed app. Ah, which, okay. Yeah. And so this is 1000% the example of me being 100% chuggy, as the kids say. Um, I don't really go on it as often as AJ does, but AJ definitely still uses it a lot for personality quizzes. Sorry to call you out, AJ. But... <laughs> <laughs> Not the quizzes. No, I get it. I I'm like, okay. We all do chuggy stuff. It's, I oh, mean, yeah. I, I am no better than anybody. Um, yes. So another chuggy thing is the saying did a thing i hate when people say i did a thing it's like just say what you did or just post pictures of it and we know you went on vacation like right. i did a thing here i am in freaking like you know california okay we don't care we know that you went on vacation it did right. a thing i and yeah i i can't stand that that is just a uh just side note okay and this might, this might ruffle some feathers. It might actually ruffle your feathers. Ooh, but, okay. Um, I just having flipped an, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, having an Instagram for your dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> and on that note, goodbye, guys. <laughs> Sorry, but it's just so chuggy. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just like it is what it is. <laughs> and, 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 no, it's so. And like, like, like the captions that we come up with are just like, "Oh, me like snow," or "Me love my dad." Does <laughs> like, like if I I have seen one person in the history of making an Instagram for your dog, I have mm -hmm. seen one person do it correctly where like the captions were just so funny and like so sarcastic and like you could tell like they were in on the joke of like having an Instagram for your dog. So like it, right. it was so like I would laugh out loud at the captions. So like like and it would make it was this big great Dane and the caption would be like new phone, who the hell is this? Like, <laughs> it, would just be, it would just be stupid. But yeah. like they were really, really funny. But other than that, like there is no reason to have an Instagram for an animal. That there. is that is fair. <laughs> I but hear yeah, what you're saying. Is, it's just my opinion. It is just yeah. my opinion. This is not like written in the Rosetta Stone of right. chuginess, the 10 chuggy commandments. Um, right. But well, for those yes. of you who don't understand the joke, um, my partner AJ and I have an Instagram account for our dog Dino, and AJ is the handler of it. Sorry, throwing you under the bus again, <laughs> but it's everything that, yes, like 
an older millennial just would date themselves by doing just posting a picture of your dog just standing there just staring at the camera being like can't wait to, for the day to start or i hate yeah. mondays or like, <laughs> right garfield <laughs> yeah. right yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is one thousand percent. Basically, this whole episode is just calling me out on things. Jill's next thing is be like the <laughs> chuggy thing is like dyeing your hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so so you're up, Josh. Now you yes. can drag me. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I'm not really. Again, I'm still. Maybe this is just my age, but I'm just like I'm still kind of basically getting the concept of chuggy. Basically, it's just making fun of millennials, right? Right, like, like really antiquated millennial culture. Okay, um, God, I guess for me, something that's super chuggy, and it's just something that I've never gotten into, is the whole hipster aesthetic. I never understood that. Is that chuggy? Yes, I. So it's interesting because I didn't know that this aesthetic was called this when I was taking a part in it because for me it was just called hipster and like I used to dress like that in like 2011 but people call it twee like t-w-e-e twee oh okay um I guess like people were afraid that it was going to make a comeback on TikTok like a month or two ago and like it really hasn't made a comeback as far as I can tell but definitely that like doughy deschanel like blunt bangs like dyeing your hair black Mm -hmm. and you know like wearing big glasses totally I think that aesthetic is chuggy as well yes well I'm gonna go even further um man buns and the dad bod (laughs) I'd like these weird things that like millennials got super obsessed over for no reason like yes oh I just like I feel like at, at, at at every point especially like um hipster gays they always wanted to look like the brawny man like <laughs> oh yeah which <laughs> I like will the say red maybe, plaid sh- and maybe it's just my generation but i still find that hot like if you put can pull off that brawny man look <laughs> especially if you are if you are actually brawny and like you know have some shoulders and like some width to you mm-hmm. oh i will um <laughs> like i will eat that right up Oh, okay. <laughs> so, no, if anyone's I, listening I, out there, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, if anyone wants to audition for the role of brawny man in my life, I am open. Um, right. <laughs> no, but I agree that's chuggy. Um, okay. Another chuggy thing, and I guess, like, I guess maybe this is just a pet peeve of mine on Instagram, but like when somebody reposts their story and then the person reposts the repost. And it's just like this like vortex of just like back and forth, back and <laughs> <Yeah>. forth. <laughs> like, I don't get why people do that. And like, I, it just, it makes no sense to me. Like, I could see like, if you like called out like happy birthday, like I'll repost it and be like, thank you. And like, if you reposted the thank you, that would just like not right. make sense. But people <laughs> do that. And then it's just like, like you said, just create a vortex. So of just, just like <laughs> and like yeah. all you see are just like a little window, like going further <laughs> yeah. and further. It's like an optical illusion. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, to me that's very. I would say that's very like elder millennial. Yes. Well, okay. So now I have another thing that I'm going to bring up, which is the fashion of millennials. That oh yeah. I I need to know like what is chuggy at this point, like. 
obviously I, when I think of a millennial fashion, especially like older millennials, it's like, you know, skinny jeans, um, thicker eyebrows, like basically like for some reason, I feel like pantsuits are a big thing for older millennials too. Like, especially like the match, like when you say pantsuit, like, like matching, like how like Taylor Swift used to wear. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I get um, that. The wide brim hats, which I'm totally guilty of wearing. <laughs> yeah, the white, right. the the children of the corn hats yeah. have to go. <laughs> the ma- the Malachi hat. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I totally get that though. Like very chuggy would be yeah, like a North Face zip up. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? And, and I know a lot of Gen Z said like side parts were very chuggy, but I'm sorry, bitches. I have a widow's peak. I have the, it is not easy. I know it's like, it is not easy when you have the hairline of Eddie Monster. <laughs> I am like, I am sticking with the side part. And you guys can come for me. I do not care. You will never see me with a middle part. I have a widow's peak. It just does not work. Right, like, could you imagine just, like, the middle part just starting all the way to down to your forehead? <laughs> That's literally me. Yeah. I do the middle part, and all of a sudden I hear, dun, da da dun, dun, Like, no, I am not serving Eddie Monster realness. Right, so, well, okay, um, you know what? Yeah. I'm actually going to defend us, like, our fashion trends against some of these Gen Zers, because I feel like a lot of Gen Zers are copying just things that we have already done, especially, oh, like, in the 90s. Yeah, like they think like baggy pants are like something that they invented and they're bringing right. back. It's like, bitch, this is like, you're literally just wearing something from a 90s sitcom. Um, right. Like you're literally yeah. just wearing like Janko jeans. Yeah. Remember like, Janko? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to call <laughs> someone out here on the podcast here. Um, sorry to say this, but my friend Raymar um, likes to dress up in like... Um, brightly colored polos that like are this like yellow color but then has stripes against it and then they have like the old school nike shoes and like the baggy pants i'm just like you're dressing like my dad and it's so crazy to me like how that is like considered more trendy than what other people would wear from like the millennial generation i don't get it yeah totally totally that was like i remember like my dad i'd always get embarrassed because my dad always wore his socks so high up yes. and now like kids do that like they mm-hmm. wear their socks so high up with gym shoes right like, and, it like went that from was being... literally my dad yeah it went from being like that was so embarrassing that's so ugly like no shows are the only way to go and now it's exactly. like now it's like thigh high gym socks <laughs> like... right right i know that's like and that's the thing like that's like with chuggy it's all it's a state of mind i will i am always going to be proud to be a millennial i definitely don't want to be a gen z sorry to call anyone out but mm-hmm. i um i'm happy with where i'm at but there are some things that millennials do that are just kind of annoying um another mm-hmm. thing that i find rather chuggy and it's okay if you want to drink this but the way people go insane over pumpkin spice lattes Oh my God. I do not get it. Like, let it go. It's like, if you want to drink it, fine, but we do not need an Instagram post telling us about your first pumpkin spice latte of the season. We don't mm-hmm. care. Right. We really don't care. I know. It's just, <laughs> you know, we just don't. So it's, it's not interesting. Um, oh, sorry. Content. Are you okay? Oh, that's okay. 
Sorry, Dino just fell off the bed. <laughs> oh my gosh, I thought he was choking. No. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, you dumb dumb. Yeah. He's like, uh, what did you say about my Instagram? Right, you dumb bitch. Because he, um... <laughs> he rolled over, Dino, come on, lay down. He rolled over and Aww. like fell off the bed and then knocked over a table. So I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> oh, no. Hey, come Okay, um, sorry. What were we talking about? Yes. Pumpkin spice lattes. Um, oh, yeah, pumpkin spice lattes. Please do not post about it. We don't care. Right. Or like how people still post pictures of their food, like as an Instagram post. Oh yeah. If you are, okay. If you are not an influencer and you are not like, I mean, and I'm all for people making coin off of, you know, content creation and that, but like, sure. if you're, it's some of the stuff is just like, dude, I, we don't care about your Starbucks breakfast or anything like nobody cares. So yes. What about what about people who wear like yoga pants as like their outfit of the day or like just wearing like a sweater and leggings to go out? So when, so that is like an interesting thing that you brought that up because like yoga pants, yoga mm-hmm. pants to me growing up were totally different than like the yoga pants of today. Like yoga pants growing up were like kind of like gaucho pants. Like they were a little bit wider. God, I've not heard they- that term in a while. <laughs> remember when those were really popular yes please please god do not make those come back i was like um, that is 1000 percent a chuki like concept yes. yes um but like they were wider like they were a little more flowy and they almost looked like they were like flared leggings pretty much mm-hmm. like they, they were but you're, do you remember those but i do now, like but what people call yoga pants are like black leggings yeah and like people refer to those as yoga pants, but like in my mind, I've always referred to them as leggings. Right. I think, um, I honestly think like that is just such a way of life now where it's like, I can't, it's like it, leggings are here to stay. Like that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Like there's people aren't, it's like they're never not going to wear leggings. I don't think it's just a way of life. Right. I was going to say like, it's so comfortable. <laughs> like... It's so comfortable. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's not, I mean, I'm wearing leggings as I speak. Yeah. Um, but I will say in terms of fashion, like what I go back and forth on are Uggs. Like I feel like oh, some yeah. Uggs, like some Uggs can work and that, but like the like higher up Uggs, they just don't work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is always like, the controversy of Uggs because like sometimes they come back sometimes they it's just it's really a give or take in that type of situation of of the concept of Uggs and this sorry now we're just going on a fashion tangent here but now I'm kind of fascinated with Gen Z fashion but um I feel like Crocs are becoming a big thing and now again and Crocs that specifically you could like put little like widgets on the holes so like decorates it like that's what's popular now (laughs) Did you see Crocs came out with heels? What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a stiletto like, heel? <laughs> and yeah, like it's a Croc with a heel on it. Oh my God. Yeah. Crocs, Crocs have definitely, definitely come back in style when like, I remember when Crocs like first hit the scene, everyone was like, what the hell even are these? Right. And 
but speaking of that, what could be um, construed as Chugi are Toms. Oh, I forgot about Toms. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like Toms, Toms, I think, could walk the Chugi line. Oh, yeah, 1000%. I had a friend who always wore Tom shoes. And I don't know what it was about that. But especially for maybe this sounds mean to me, but for whatever reason, it just made them look so gross. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's the they're thing. not they don't highlight your they don't highlight your feet very like, pretty if that they, makes sense. They don't. And that's the thing like with Tom's, it's hard to wear socks with Tom's. And mm -hmm. like, because they were a canvas shoe, they would sort of like hold odor I found or if, they got, <laughs> yeah. if, or if they got wet in any way, like they just smelled mm -hmm. bad. <laughs> like, it was not a good scene. Sorry, we're going on like all these random tangents here, but we yeah. got very excited about Chugi. Yes. Um, I have one. I just thought of one. Um, I feel like older millennials do this a lot too, where they make their entire personality or life based off of harry potter friends yes. the office new girl yes like... <laughs> yes if i have to hear one more thing about friends i'm yeah. <laughs> gonna blow my top like and i like friends i mean it's fine but like if i have to hear one more thing about how it's your freaking personality or how much you love friends or and I love the office. So I de but like the Dunder Mifflin shirt or right. like, the graphic you know, tees the of like Monica and like friends and everything yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, no, <laughs> no, make it up. But yes, Harry Potter. And mm -hmm. that I, it's totally, totally <laughs> chuggy. Another big, big chuggy is girl boss culture. <gasps> yes actually we are like, we already talked about that on the past for the queer episode but yes girl boss culture yes. is insane <laughs> yes like girl boss culture the like uh, multi-level marketing schemes um or even just like the term of the girl boss i don't know why you can't just be a boss right um, it doesn't make sense to me why you have to be a girl boss because like i feel like that labels it is that like you're less than men or um like men are the bosses and you're the girl boss like we would right. never ever say like a boy boss or a man boss we just no. say boss so i right. feel like girl boss is misogynistic in a way um, oh one thousand percent and and this is coming from someone who i i bought the book girl boss from sophia amaruso she coined the term i read that book i you know, I, I, I'm a businesswoman. I was so obsessed with all of that. And it finally dawned on me, like, what? Like, we don't <laughs> have to be saying girl boss. Like, we can just say boss. And we right. can. So, yes, that culture. And I don't know whose world I am going to shatter. But if you are selling things through a multi-level marketing scheme, you are not a business person and you are not an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I right. hate to break it to you, but no, you are not an entrepreneur. Right. I'm what are sorry. you're just basically the modern day Mary Kay lady. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, essentially, like you do not own your own business. Like it, it, that is not how owning your own business works. Like 
you are an independent contractor. That's like saying as an Uber driver, you have your own business. Like that's not how that works. Like you're an independent contractor, but that's not your own business. It's so crazy to me too, of like how people will latch onto that and just make it their entire universe. Like, especially through social media, you're just like, my God, do you sleep at night anymore? Like, (laughs) oh yeah. Or, Or like, or getting that message, like, Hey girly, haven't talked to you in so long, but I just thought of you. And I know that you were always really into makeup and stuff, but I thought you would be <laughs> the perfect person to join my team. It's like, go fuck. Like, yourself. shut up, mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I haven't talked to you in a decade and you're asking uh, me to join your team. Right. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Like, shop it up your ass. Right. Like, there. So, that is basically what Chugi is. Also, when I Googled Chugi, um, there was like a group of girls in front of that, um, you know, that like mural in Austin that says, I love you so much. Yes. (laughs) Like, that is quintessential Chugi. Like that is textbook chuggy. Like so yeah. Basically anything that you thought was your life in the early 2010s is basically outdated and you're trying too hard, is what we're saying. Myself included. Yeah. <laughs> or, or oh, this is perfect. This is perfect. Me Googling keep calm and carry on. Oh my god, yes. Or yeah, dance like is- no one's watching. <laughs> That is classic Chugi. So basically, like Minions, um, Keep Calm, Carry On, uh, Barstool Sports, I think is very Chugi. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I feel like that's like definitely like millennial. I don't think Gen Z is like into Barstool. That is I true. That that's is very like true. 35 year old men who want to still be in college. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Like, sorry. Like, I- I'm going to get so much shit for this. I was going to say, I'm going to, like, look at the analytics of the episode. It's just, like, the listenership just drops, like, each <laughs> example. Is, this, is just, this is just my opinion. And being chuggy, there is nothing wrong with being chuggy. I'm just saying these are not the trends, and this is very antiquated. But if you... If you are into a retro type of style, please hey, do your thing. Yeah. If you wanted to make your personality, we do not judge. I mean, Joe literally <laughs> just said that you are a fucking idiot for having a dog Instagram. So. <laughs> it's my opinion. Right. It's like, my opinion. Like, it's just, it's, uh, and I, I like seeing the pictures of the dog. I yes. Just, you I said they're gritted teeth. <laughs> yeah, I would just prefer them on on like a human's Instagram. Oh, 1000%. So we just gave off a whole bunch of examples of what it means to be chuggy. Um, sound off in the comments of what you think is chuggy or if you agree with us, if you don't agree, just remember, it's your opinion. Let us know what you think here. <laughs> um, yes, I would love, I would love if someone came for me after I just spent like, the last half hour coming for everyone like i need to be i need to be knocked down a few pegs so so sound off in the comments about things you think i do that are chuggy (laughs) 
just like, oh, we just got so many comments from your family. What does this say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that might be coming. Oh, that's so funny. All right, Jill, where can people find you on social media, especially for your podcast? Uh, You can find me at Diving Board Pod on Instagram. That's B-O-R-E-D, Diving Board. And yeah, I would love if you guys followed to keep up with the the podcast. And I've been trying to post more funny, nostalgic stuff as well on there. So it's been a fun follow. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait for next week's episode. I'm very excited to hear about it. Thank you. I'm very, very excited. Uh, Since this is coming out after I'm debuting it, we are going to be talking about Amanda Bynes. So if you are interested in that, um, please go over to Diving Board and take a listen because you know, her conservatorship hearing is coming up. So giving Mm -hmm. everyone the foundation before all of that um, starts. And I have not thought about Amanda Bynes in a very long time. So I'm very interested to hear of like what updates you found out about her. So yes, yes, I'm excited. Yes. Um, For those of you who are listening to Fear the Queer, make sure to follow us on YouTube. Uh, Just type in Fear the Queer podcast. Make sure to subscribe and like our videos. Um, Also, if you are listening through podcasts, make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. We are at Fear the Queer podcast. You can also find us on Instagram. And even though Joel hates it, we're also on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The the chuggy... Uh, metaverse. Yes. You know, Jill was very much like Thanos in that situation. She just snapped her fingers and just dissipated into yes, <laughs> nothingness. Yeah. 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 Um, but as always, I am Josh. And I'm Jill. And we're Fear the Queer. Fear the queer. Bye. Bye.